0: And welcome to In Tune with Yourself. I am Ashley, your host, and today I have a wonderful interviewee coming on. Her name is Kyla, and she is a fitness junkie turned hippie, an embodiment coach, and breathwork facilitator. And I am very excited to share our topic today about conscious connection. And it's in very good timing with. Valentine's Day coming up so I thought this would be a great topic to bring Kyla in because she's great at what she does with her breath work so welcome Kyla to
1: the podcast I'm very excited to have you oh hello thank you I'm so happy to be here I I giggle when I hear that that um, description of who I am because it's it's quite accurate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great way of explaining yourself. A lot of people don't necessarily know how to explain themselves. And that's like a really fun way of doing it. Because from what I know about you, it is pretty true. And it's great that you're able to come up with something so easy to to, for people to say too. And (laughs) (laughs) thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you.
0: So for our listeners today, I'd like to share about how we know each other. And so... Kyla and I met about four and a half months ago um, when we were invited to a women's retreat in Scotts Falls at the Rising Soul, the beautiful dome that I've talked about a few times now. And we had a mutual friend that invited us and Kyla was there doing breath work. And that was the first time I ever did something like that. And it has completely changed my life in how to breathe. <laughs> it's quite oh because if you think about it, we breathe all the time. It's mm-hmm. for to live. And a lot of people aren't breathing properly. So it's it's quite interesting to connect in with your breath. And I'm so grateful that I met you, Kyla, because I don't know that I would have otherwise. And I followed you on Instagram for a while, but didn't actually know who you were.
1: Yeah, that was such a sweet day. Um, I love that day so much. I want to do it all over again. It was such a great group of women. I think we were sitting side by side the whole time. And, I think um, so, yeah. hmm Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that most people like we breathe every day, obviously. Yes. And it's like a high nineties percentage as to how many of us are not breathing properly. It's really quite wild, but yeah, we had a beautiful, beautiful day and forever friends since then. Exactly. So good.
0: And I've done a couple of your, um, breathwork classes. I did that one with you in Victoria where it was just me and one other girl. We were, we lucked out, um, -hmm. to get like a personal session with you. (laughs) Yeah, um, that was so good. Some, yeah, then we got some other events coming up, and I'm excited to to do more work with you. But let's jump in and get these listeners some information that could help them out with their breathing or connecting with breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with
1: tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know about you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I really debated on which direction I wanted. <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> So the, the memory that is coming to my mind that really only a couple people know is when I was 16, well, when I was even younger than 16, but I had this, so I have very dark hair and I had this obsession with having blonde hair and it was, I don't want to like age myself, but it was, I guess it was in the nineties and frosting glow. I don't even know if this is still a thing but you could get these little caps that went on your head and you would like pull your hair in little strands through all of these little holes. And then essentially you would like bleach your head and you would have like really cheap, poorly done highlights. And I (laughs) did it all because I
0: actually did use that and I don't (laughs) think they exist anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't exist anymore. So my mom was blonde as long as I knew her as my mom even though I think she might be anyways had darker hair so I always really wanted to be blonde I thought blonde I just thought it was the way to be so I went to great lengths to become blonde and I'm not joking when I say I frost and glowed my hair like every two weeks and so it was one day one of my girlfriends and I were just doing our casual frost and glow and I went into the shower to rinse out the bleach or whatever it is. And I had long hair. I had hair like to my mid back. Well, yeah, shoulder blades to mid back. And as I was rinsing my hair, I was getting mounds of hair in my hands and my hair was like melting out of my head. And I ended up having to like really cut my hair short to save my hair, um, which was quite devastating. Like the year before grad pictures, I ended up with like really, really short hair. Um, like think like Halle Berry pixie cut from the 90s like short short hair which for a 16 year old girl when you're still like kind of figuring out your femininity and like who you are it was very it was very traumatizing for me yeah I bet I mean
0: sorry I mean we have our hair is like the thing that people see like that's what we show off that's what we get done and we can change our hair so much and changes your appearance a ton Mm -hmm. so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I know for me like long hair I was like yes I want long hair like that's important that's what makes you really feminine and like I guess that's part of growing up and seeing that models all had you know the blonde long hair because I did the exact same thing as you I wanted to (laughs) go blonde and I was like yes I'm gonna go blonde and then I went blonde and I was like why did I go blonde? Like, yeah, it lasted for a little bit, but then it turned yellow. And then it was like, this is no good. And I box dyed it. So it was definitely wasn't my finest moment. But yeah, definitely when you're doing blonde, you should go to the hairdresser. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yes, yes. Pay the money.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, What keeps you up at night? What is the the
1: thing that makes it so it's hard for you to sleep? Mm Mm-hmm current currently planning like creating new courses, creating new retreats, creating new projects, create like just creating my mind is like, oh, and I could do that and I could do that and oh did you remember to do that and you need to add this and it's just it's like it's really <laughs> been an issue. Um, I generally am a fantastic sleeper. I'm usually like out as soon as my head hits the pillow, but these last I don't know six to eight months it's just been like... Brrr, what yeah, you
0: you've, had, you've had a lot going on. Like I've seen you grow so much in the last few months just with all your events that are coming out. And mm-hmm. now, you know, we've got something to share at the end of the episode that, you know, others can join. But it's it's just great seeing it. And are you, do you find that you're most creative at night? Like because you are mm-hmm. kind of like the end of the day, you're calmed down, you don't have things to do. And then you have the time or are you creative like all of the time and that's just it's hard for you to put it down.
1: Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I think the reason that I get my ideas at night is because I'm actually stopping and slowing down and coming into like more of a meditative state. Yeah. And so when you stop and get clear and you like kind of let go of all the chaos of the day and things start to settle and get clear, that's when your ideas can come through. And, and so I generally am really good at making time to meditate and sit in that energy in the daytime. But Mm -hmm. I think I've been, I've been missing that just a little bit with trying to create a bunch of things. I'm really intentionally sitting in that energy in the daytime so that my creativity can be more present in the daytime so that I can sleep. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. I mean, I think for a lot of people at night is when racing thoughts happen whether they're creative or whether they're you're thinking about the day or things you need to do tomorrow and it's it's like that your brain just has the moment to think and not be thinking of anything else and so it's it can be really hard to put it down like I was thinking about being creative the other night and I was like I can't sleep I have so much on my mind I just need to like think it all out and then I'm like okay I'm gonna be so tired tomorrow this is not beneficial
1: <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and generally that comes from us just like jam packing our days with yeah. things, and you know, even just social media, like just distracting our mind with busyness. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. another podcast. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, okay,
1: what was the fork in the road that got you to where you are today? Ooh, um, I feel like there's probably been many forks like a like a drawer full of forks (laughs) um the first one coming to my mind is losing my mom when I was 20 and kind of uh relatively quickly um Mm -hmm. having to kind of transition from living at home and being a kid to moving out and like taking care of everything and like everything on your own um that was that was an event for sure um And then, oh gosh, I'm sure there was many in between, but what's coming to mind is, I could probably actually find the date, but May, 2021. So almost a year ago, I had this like, aha, when it's sort of when that. I mean, I've always been a hippie, I'm a hippie at heart, but it's kind of when the fitness part of me really retired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I moved into kind of more of, of where I'm at now in a career sense. So I was always interested in the work that I do now, but it was never my career. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a moment like, you know, 2020 really shifted everyone's life. And for me, it actually, um, kind of forced me out of my career. I couldn't be in a gym. We were all locked down. I couldn't do my work online. Just wasn't, it wasn't feeling right. Mm Um, And so there was this moment of like, holy crap, what do I do now? Um, And I sat in like a a really lengthy period of nothing where I just was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Kind of waiting for it all to just like go back to normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't until I think it was May last year that it was this like huge light bulb of like what are you doing? You've created your own business, you created your training business, you created your life for 15 years, you did that, you can do this, you can create. Um, and it was just this moment of recognizing that I was waiting for someone to give me a way out. And mm-hmm. to like, make it all easy for me and to like hand me the answer. Yeah. And it was just this like, ding, 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 that's your job. <laughs> that's you, you can do this. And that yeah. was like, it was like game on and I was just like two feet in both hands in my whole body's in going 110 miles an hour. Like it was like all of my creativity of what I wanted to be putting out to the universe had been like just waiting for me to give it the green light. And
0: uh, I mean, I think a lot of people would have stayed in the, okay, I'm waiting for something to drop in my lap. Or, you know, so many people are scared to go off and do their own business because of the what ifs, like, what if I can't pay my rent? What if I don't make any money? What if no one wants to hear me speak? Like, there's so many people who are afraid to step into their light that they're dimming their light, essentially, and waiting for other people's lives to make theirs easier. And so... Mm. You did the opposite. You're like, no, like I know how to do do this. You basically had a pep talk with yourself and said, Kyla, do it. You can do it. You already know what to do. You just have to do it. (laughs) So that's amazing. amazing. I think that's so good that you were able to pivot, especially in these times of you know, with I don't want to say it, the C-word and everything else. It's just like it's such a weird world. And the fact that you are able to actually come above that and thrive and build a business is just amazing because a lot of people are struggling with just even having a job because of everything going on and you know needing vaccinations done and like mm-hmm. a lot of people are losing their work and they don't have a backup so i think that's why it's so important to have many different interests because you know nowadays kids are growing up thinking that they can be on tiktok and just make money and not go to school and just live life showing people their lives And I always think about like, what happens if they lose all their followers or something occurs and they no longer have that backing or support um, of sponsorship, and then they have nothing. And like, I just feel so bad for them if that's the case. But at the same time, so many people are trying to find the easy way out that they don't want to do the work to do something that's actually meaningful, like what you're doing. And I think that's amazing that you've been able to do that.
1: Mm, Thank you. I appreciate that. Hmm. Okay, so let's get
0: into our topic today. We've got mm-hmm. con- conscious connection, um, mm-hmm. and so, Kyla, in your own words, can you describe what that means to you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Conscious connection. So, connecting to another being. So, whether that's a person, a plant, a tree, your own spirit, connecting in a way where there are no external influence, no interior motives like an understanding and respect for the actual existence of that thing or that person. So like connecting like heart to heart, energy to energy, soul to soul, like just in like the deepest possible way with just the, like the, the authenticity of that thing, person, whatever it might be. So it's just, it's just the deepest, deepest, deepest form Of relating to somebody for me. And
0: I guess that would come when there's no distractions in the outside world. So you're basically sitting with that. I don't want to say object but like thing whether it's you know you said plant tree spirit person whatever it is and just Mm -hmm. literally connecting in and I've been learning a lot about energy and you know if if the person that you're with has really good energy then you guys can flow together whereas if you have negative energy it's really hard and you can take on other people's energy. Um, and it's, it's quite amazing what energy can do. And if we stop and get off our screens and sit and just be, I've learned that that is actually like, it sounds really boring, but it's not because there's so much going on inside of you that giving the time to do that is amazing. And like going out in nature and just standing in the ground or having your hand on a tree or a leaf, like you just get some weird kind of energy, not weird, but like different energy that like can fill you up and it's really a cool um, feeling to be able to do that and like ground yourself with nature and I'm all about nature so I always connect Mm -hmm. back in with it
1: (laughs) yeah well exactly like everything on earth has energy it's all made up of it's made up of energy um and when we when we're so distracted with and uh, yeah like we use technology um when we're inundated with screen time and even just scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, if you're just scrolling, you're being kind of inundated with the energy of every post that you scroll by, whether or not you're aware of it or feel it or or feel like you're picking up on it, it's impacting your energetic state. And so, yeah, just by stepping away from that and sitting even in your own with your own presence, like, are we even consciously connected to ourselves? Maybe that's where the conversation should start is like, do you even know what's what you're present to? If you were to sit and remove the phone and remove the computer, and remove the distractions and take the headphones out of your ears and turn off the TV, can you just sit with yourself and be really present and hold whatever's there, right? Like what emotion is there? What am I feeling? Do you even know? That's mm-hmm. conscious connection.
0: Yes, yeah, so you could even do it with yourself rather than with someone else. It's, it's an option to do both. And I think if you're going to be connecting with someone else or an object, it's best to have your connection in line first, because mm-hmm. you don't know what energy you're giving off if you don't even know if you're connected internally. Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that people can start doing conscious connection in their relationships or with themselves or with others? Mm-hmm.
1: Um so a really nice practice I like to do with partners and and I use the word partner like it could be your best friend, your child, your parent, your lover, your coworker, doesn't matter just another person
0: mm-hmm. is
1: um it's called a dyad and it's a really uh I want to say fun. At first it's not fun, but it becomes kind of fun. Um communication tool. So essentially you sit, you know, you sit face to face with this person Make sure that you feel like you're in a really comfortable space. Do you want to be closer, further away? And like, first and foremost, allowing that conversation to be there, not assuming Mm -hmm. that they want to sit as close as you do, right? Even if Mm -hmm. it's someone that you know really well, there might be something going on. They might need a bit more space today. So first having that conversation and then, you know, you, you would pose a question. So a question could simply be, um, you know, tell me what's on your heart today or, you know, let's just use that one. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and I, Ashley, are sitting face to face and we decide that I'm going to start. I'm going to ask the question and I might just say, Ashley, tell me what's on your heart. And at that point, after asking the question, I'm completely silent and I'm just here to hold the space for you to feel safe in expressing whatever is on your heart. And Mm -hmm. I don't try to... um, support you with verb like any verbal support I don't say anything if you're speaking if it's something that's tender maybe you know maybe I acknowledge by putting my hand on my heart or I there's a facial expression but I absolutely do not interfere with oh yeah I know what you mean or oh maybe you should do this I just absolutely do not speak I hold the Mm -hmm. space for you to express and to share and when you're done sharing I simply say thank you and -hmm. then You would then say, Kyla, tell me what's on your heart. And you would sit and hold the space for me to feel safe, to express exactly what's on my heart. And then again, when I'm done, you would say, thank you. And we could go back and forth in that as long as we want. Oh, wow. And so it's such a nice practice to, to listen, because we notice what I noticed when I first learned this, and I recognize it now everywhere I go, every conversation I have is how eager we all are to speak. (laughs) We're so so eager to interrupt. And it generally isn't with like malintent. It's usually to share or to acknowledge that we understand, you know, but that's not listening. That's just Mm -hmm. waiting to talk. And so it's acknowledging that in yourself and just holding the space for the person to speak because when they don't get a chance to speak they don't feel seen they don't feel heard and you cannot connect you can't feel safe if you don't feel like you're seen and heard and so that's the first practice that i like to bring in as a dyad practice that's
0: actually a great suggestion because i find a lot of times i get maybe nervous to share how i'm feeling because i'm worried that the person is going to interrupt me or they're going to have advice that I wasn't looking for, or they have examples or, you know, they've been through it. And like, I just want someone to listen. And I have a friend who says to me, you know, when I, when I say I need to vent, I, she always asks, are you venting to vent or are you venting? Cause you want advice. And so then she knows that if I'm venting to vent, that she just listens yeah. and if I'm needing advice, she waits till the end. She's like, okay, have you got everything off your chest? this is what I would, uh, this is my advice kind of thing. So I think that that's something that I've been trying to do more of, but I do know for myself, like I do get nervous on, especially like tougher conversations because you're worried about how the person's going to react. And that's what you're thinking about. Not necessarily about what you want to say <laughs> and then you forget what you want to say because you're so worried they're going to jump in and so that's actually a really great thing because you can do it with anyone like you said you can do it with kids mm-hmm. you can do it with your best mm-hmm. friend it doesn't necessarily have to be your partner um mm-hmm. but that's just yeah i think you could even with kids that would be super to use because then mm-hmm. they can say how they want to feel and i i think sometimes the younger kids would struggle a bit with that but you know maybe when they're 12 and up then they're able to have like their emotions more in check or like be able to share you know like today I felt really frustrated because whereas like Mm -hmm. a six-year-old probably wouldn't necessarily be able to get to that point but it's a practice and I think that it teaches us to listen more than speak like you said and it makes us slow down and be in the moment rather than thinking about other things.
1: Totally. And I want to just touch on a few things you said there. So, first of all, like with a relationship. So, if you're finding that you're in a combative relationship and there's a lot of reactivity and a lot of like defending yourself and there's this battle going back and forth, if you can, you know, take it and granted, I understand that some relationships might be like a little bit too far, quote unquote, gone, that this might feel like really too hard. But if you can Mm -hmm. catch it before it gets to that point sitting in a dyad and just really allowing the person to express everything. It allows you to, rather than react out of anger or frustration or defense, it allows you to like really sit, listen, and to come back with a response, like a clear response versus a reactivity, like a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've had the time to like sit and feel and think. Um, and then in the, in terms of working with kids, I think we'd be surprised. I think you could probably ask a, like a five or six year old, Hey, um, I mean, and you could, ch- you could change the, I'm not a parent, but I, I have a lot of friends who are, and I, and I witnessed them parenting in such ways, but even like, um, you know, Hey, Timmy, I see that you're really, it looks like you're really upset. Do you want to tell mommy what's upsetting you? And then just like, give them that space. And then mm-hmm. once they've answered, okay, um, is there anything that you want mommy or daddy to do that would make you feel happy? Mm-hmm. And then you could let them have that space to talk Right? it doesn't have to be really intense questions, but just knowing that they have space to speak and to express yeah. their feelings is really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's, yeah. What do you think people struggle the most about conscious connection?
1: Ooh, um, the fear of being fully seen, like in our authenticity, the fear of someone like really knowing who we are, like without all of our walls up and our armor and our different hats that we wear and different masks that we wear and different roles that we play. And like, you know, I think it's the fear of, being really seen for mm-hmm. who we are at the core I think is what it comes down to and not understanding that it's safe
0: mm-hmm. to be
1: you it's safe to be you it's okay right maybe it wasn't at some time I, often it, it didn't feel like it was which is why we create those walls because at some point in life it wasn't safe to be fully ourselves and so those walls come up and these different roles mm-hmm. come in but in an adult body in a new space like it gets to be safe to be fully ourselves. And if we've never been shown that or taught that it's, it can be really scary to trust that Mm -hmm. this person in front of us is going to see us and love us for just who we are. Yeah, that's a good point. I
0: think we do wear a lot of hats and masks, as you say, and we try and be our best self, but sometimes we're not actually our true self in that point. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: being really heard and seen is I think what, everybody in some level craves to have but we don't know how to ask for it or we don't know how to be that way because there's so much external things that are causing us to feel not good enough or you know Mm -hmm. we don't have a thing that someone else has so they're better as better than me or I don't have all the money and it's like we get so into our heads and have like imposter syndrome or you know our inner child comes out and and it's a negative talk and I think we need to speak more to have someone to listen to us rather than talking inside because I know I grew up bottling up all my emotions and keeping everything inside and that has not served me well and I'm just learning that actually speaking your mind is better and you're not everybody's gonna like you but at least you're being who you are and you can feel good about that because there's days where I'm like feeling I'm not my true self and I don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think like it's something that we all can focus on. Just even talking to ourselves
1: nicely is probably step one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, what are the most important things to remember about conscious connection and how do you know that you are actually achieving this in your relationships?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think it like really connects to the last question. I was like, we all have a story. We all have pains. We have aspects of ourselves that we've tried to hide. Um, and this really just does us and whomever we're trying to connect with like a real serious disservice. We're lying to them. We're lying to ourselves. We're living a life that isn't authentic. We're we're blocking ourselves from being fully present and so if we aren't really acting in our authenticity then there's no way that we be seen or heard or loved in a true way because that's not even us and and a lot of people have been carrying these stories and walls and you know different roles for so long that they might not even know who they are they might need to start with like well god like what is important to me? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Um, And so just remembering that your partner or your friend or your coworker or the person at the store, all have stories and pains. And there's aspects of themselves that they don't love and that they're trying to hide to keep themselves safe. And when I talk about that, they're keeping their child self safe. It Mm -hmm. always comes back to who are we keeping safe? And for what reason? And there's always a reason. And so Just acknowledging that everyone is coming from essentially kind of the same place, like wounded child or Mm -hmm. yeah, as I say, wounded child, it's even, even those who've lived a like quote unquote, really happy upbringing, there's still stuff that happened. Like it could be something a teacher said or a bully at school said, or you're like, God, it doesn't have to be this big trauma there's still Mm -hmm. aspects that happen through life that we hold on to and turn into the story, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward. Then we're adults and we're walking around with this armor. Mm
0: -hmm. And so just
1: remembering that like, ah, everybody has something and just to be tender and just to be gentle and have some space for them to show up and to like unravel who they actually are. And I Mm -hmm. think that how do you know you've achieved it? You feel safe. You feel like you can act. You feel like you can exhale. You feel like you can like, really be in all of your present emotion if you feel like you need to have a day where you're kicking and screaming you know that the person isn't going to freak out and run away you know that they have you or if you're mm-hmm. just in this like ecstatic joy you know that that's also welcomed it's just that feeling like you're you're just accepted yeah Boy, I love that. that's
0: beautiful because i think a lot of times we don't ever feel accepted and if we accept mm-hmm. ourselves and be who we are authentically then others will also accept us because like you said everybody has stories in their own armor and Mm -hmm. they just are looking for someone to make them feel safe
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. it's amazing is there um an example of some sort of breath work that people could do together um, or to connect um, with their, like the conscious connection um, with themselves or with others? Is there uh, something that you could give us a little example of um, so that Mm -hmm. people could maybe try
1: it? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm just thinking the same, I'm thinking the same practice can be used. I use this in partnership. I use this with two people at a time, but I think you could actually um take this into a solo practice as well. So first I'll explain how you would do it with a partner and then I'll explain how you could do it solo. So okay. similar similar to how we would sit for a dyad. So sitting face to face and sometimes it's more comfortable to do this sitting in a chair. Um, but have that discussion with your partner. So sitting face to face close enough that you can reach your hand out to um, hold their heart. So your hand would extend straight out onto their heart and their hand would come to your heart. So the first practice is just connecting to the other person's heart and then making eye contact. And so to keep you from going cross-eyed in this practice, (laughs) I always just say, (laughs) look at their left eye, just look Mm. straight ahead at their left eye. It'll make it a lot easier and same with them. They'll look straight across at your left eye. And so you start here. And just take a couple conscious breaths. And when I say conscious breaths, it's just a very aware. I'm taking a deep breath in and I'm exhaling a deep breath out and continuing that rhythm. So a really beautiful full inhale, full exhale, hand on heart, eye contact. And when that feels like it's kind of settled and you're calming down a little bit, Then the next invitation is for one of you to say, I see you and I allow myself to be seen. And then your partner would say the same thing, and you continue with that beautiful breath, that just like really deep, conscious inhale, full exhale. And you choose if you want to repeat that statement a couple more times, but I suggest holding this practice for about five minutes. So it's a five minute eye gaze and conscious connected breath with a hand on the heart. And what you might notice in this is a a plethora of emotions coming up. At first there might be giggles and I invite you to really try to let those (laughs) clear, get rid of them, try to really come into this seriousness of it, just this sweet connection and just seeing the other person. Um, you might feel, um, like sadness come up or tears that aren't necessarily sadness, but there's tears. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's your romantic partner, there might be arousal. Like there just could be so many things coming up and I invite you to just stay with what's there. Don't act on anything. You can cry if the tears are coming, but don't try not to speak, try to just stay in that practice. And then if you're solo, what I would suggest doing is sitting in front of a mirror And placing your own hand just on your heart, like on your body, not on the mirror, but just actually on your body. And saying, I see you. I see you. And just look in the mirror and find that breath, that beautiful deep inhale. Full exhale. And again, allowing whatever comes up to come up. Maybe it's the longest you've ever looked in your own eyes. Maybe it's really uncomfortable. I invite you to look at your eyes anyway. Look at yourself, like be with yourself, breathe simply with your hand on your heart, really present to exactly what's here right now and allowing it all to be okay. Fear, anger, uncomfortability, happiness, pleasure, like all of it gets to be there. What's present and just like hold that. That's amazing. Amazing.
0: I think both those options, like, even (laughs) just thinking about myself sitting and staring at a mirror for five minutes, I'm like, Oh, that seems like a long time to just look at myself, (laughs) but it's because I don't, I don't do it. It's not, it's abnormal for me to do. So it's a good practice to do. And I feel like if you were to do that, you would be able to connect more with your emotions and not be so much in your head. And so And also you can see what comes up. Like if you're sitting there staring at yourself, talking negatively, well, you need to work on that. (laughs) Uh, If you sit there and say nice things to yourself or just stare at yourself for five minutes and not have any issues, then you know that you're connecting with yourself on a, a much better level because I think a lot of people, myself included, would struggle with this but it's something Mm -hmm. that you can work towards like maybe you start with two minutes and then you Mm -hmm. go to three and then four and then five and then you're like okay I'm good with five and Mm -hmm. it's it's different when you're looking at someone else and then you're looking at yourself so I think we all should try and do that because I know I'm definitely don't feel super connected internally and that's Mm -hmm. you know I definitely didn't for the longest time I yeah Anyways, that's not a podcast. But um, <laughs> now that I'm learning a lot of the things like breath work and meditation and taking care of myself and moving and like all those things, I find I'm more looking at myself in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I'd be like, I can't even look at myself in the mirror. And I'll walk by the mirror and I'll be like, oh,
1: you look good today. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, just yes. say nice things to yourself. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it really, really does. It really does. And like one of the most intimate practices you can have with a being is eye contact. Like that's, it's a deep practice, you know, like yeah. some would argue that eye contact extended eye contact is more intimate than sexual. Um, I could see like that. For sure. yeah. 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 So it is. A, and I like that you suggested like start with one or two minutes. I should have said that absolutely great idea. If this is really new for you, start yeah. with just a little bit of time. Don't force yourself into it. Yeah, because so I find five that when
0: you, when you do, like, for me thinking, wow, five minutes, like, it doesn't seem like a long time. But when you're sitting there staring at yourself, it can feel like a long time. And I think, you know, it's a telltale if you can sit that long. And if you can't, that's okay, too. Like, that's not that you're terrible. But I feel like if you do that, if you're like, yeah, okay, I have to sit here for five minutes and stare at myself, and you don't enjoy it, you mm-hmm. won't do it again. So <laughs> it's yeah, start, start low, like maybe just do one minute and see how that feels or two minutes, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. But I think that would, that's a good way to start um, because five can feel like a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that's so great because it also gives you something to work towards and it shows your progress as well. Like if you start with a minute and you get to two and three and four and five, it's like, okay, I can do this. Like you're working on yourself, you're getting better, you're, you know, finding out what works and doesn't work and in the meanwhile you're saying nice things to yourself and you're feeling like you've actually heard yourself internally too so I think that's really great that you can do it with yourself and with someone else because maybe we're really good connected internally with ourselves and we're not with our partners and so it gives you the option to do either one of them
1: totally yeah
0: yeah Perfect. Well, Kyla, this has been so awesome just sitting and talking to you with all this stuff. If anybody is interested in following Kyla, please follow her on Instagram. Um, I will put her Instagram handle in the show notes. But one thing I really, really wanted to give Kyla some time to share a little bit about is her new exciting launch that's occurring on... February 10th. So once this podcast is out, it will be live. So, so Kyla, do you want to share a little bit about what's going on?
1: Mm, Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I'm creating a membership. I'm so thrilled. So it is going to be your one-stop shop for mind, body, and soul nourishment. It's a home where you can come for guided breath work, guided meditation, yoga practice, um, predominantly body weight workouts, but some free weights and bands would be put in there as well. So it really is like all of what I have utilized in my um, evolution and my healing and just bringing me to what I, you know, deem to be like a really great life. So the breath, the mindfulness and movement, and then community. So Um, You know, like everyone who's in the space will get to interact with each other. There's going to be guest teachers coming in. I'm going to be sharing playlists and podcasts and books and recipes. And it's just going to be amazing. I'm so stoked on it. Um, Members only like coupons, discounts on all of the brands and businesses that I love. And yeah, we launched tomorrow. So by the time you guys are listening, it's already launched. I don't have the link to give you now. So I'll give it to you when it's launched. Because I don't even know what that looks like. Um, It's 33 US dollars a month, which is, you know, I believe to be super, super uh, affordable for what's in there and then new content every month. And it's just, it's just, it feels so good. It just feels so good. I'm so, so happy to be offering it. That's
0: amazing, Kyla. I'm so excited to be a part of that and join and see what you can offer. And I've seen a little bit of snippet of things that you offer and like, $33 $33 is a steal of a deal.
1: <laughs> oh <So, laughs> yeah. If
0: anyone's interested, um, once Kyla has the link, I'll put it in the show notes and, or just follow her on Instagram. And then that way you can make sure you're not missing anything. And I'm super excited, Kyla. I can't wait. And then maybe we'll get you to come on and in, in a couple months, once, it, once it's running and, and you can share kind of the journey of how it started and then where you've gotten to and how it's grown. And I'm so excited to see the community grow and invite new people to join because I find that you're very good at explaining things and you have a really calming voice and like your meditation and breath work are always so relaxing. I have, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've done yoga yet of yours, but I already know it's going to be good. So (laughs)
1: thank you. I appreciate that. That's really sweet.
0: Yes, of course. Well, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that um, this episode has been able to help some people. If you um, are listening and think somebody can really uh, resonate or need this in their lives, please share, Um, follow along if you go on to the platform that you listen you can just hit follow for in tune with yourself podcast so that way when an episode is live you can go watch it or so you can listen to it um, and be the first ones otherwise we will see you next week when we're on our next topic which i don't know what it is yet but we'll get there and thank you again kyla i really appreciate you coming on today
1: my pleasure thank you so much have a great rest of your day bye bye